everybody. I'm Andy Kahn, and this is the Jambase Podcast. Jambase is a partner of Osiris Media, a podcast network for music. This episode features my interview with multi-talented musician Micah Nelson. Micah's new Particle Kid album, Time Capsule, comes out tomorrow, Friday, April 22nd. That interview is coming up right after we hear from this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Section 119. Section 119 offers a diverse range of quality Grateful Dead, Donut Pattern, David Bowie, Pink Floyd, and other music-related apparel. In honor of the 50th anniversary of the Grateful Dead's historic Europe 72 tour, Jambase is taking a retrospective look back at each of 22 performances that took place between April 7th and May 26th. The series launched in partnership with Section 119. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Grateful Dead 72 European Tour with Section 119's limited edition hoodies. Section 119 dug deep into the archive of the Grateful Dead to build 22 unique hoodies with the actual amazing artwork from each show of the tour. Section 119 is only offering 72 pieces inspired by each show. Premium quality hoodies that are available for a limited time. 50 days, 22 shows. Relive the long, strange, amazing trip it must have been. England to Denmark, West Germany, Paris, France, Amsterdam, and then heading back to England to wrap up the tour. Experience the music in every hoodie. Visit Section 119 at section119.com. That's S-E-C-T-I-O-N 119.com to explore their full Grateful Dead 72 European Tour Limited Edition Hoodies collection. This episode is sponsored by La La Lay. La La Lay is an online AI-powered source separating service. In 2021, La La Lay became the world's first eight-stem splitter capable of extracting voice, accompaniment, drums, piano, bass, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, and synthesizer. Lalalay introduces a new and improved way to extract vocals and instruments from audio and video sources. The service uses a machine learning algorithm to precisely identify and carefully separate stems. It utilizes the power of AI to improve the lives of millions of musicians, DJs, producers, vocalists, dancers, karaoke lovers, and others. Artificial intelligence has previously been used as a solution for the complex task of vocal track isolation. But Lalalay is the first service to suppress even Spleeder by Deezer and now do Phonic Mind in accessibility and quality of results. The recent La La Lay update allows musicians to use cutting-edge artificial intelligence technology to easily remove beats, instruments, and vocal parts from songs. The novel AI-powered splitting solution enables precise and high-quality sound results. The technology, which is similar to what Peter Jackson used for the Beatles' Get Back documentary, lets creators isolate sounds to produce next-gen mixes, mashups, and loops. La La Lay helps developers and business owners to expand the range of their services by offering them server solutions. High-quality isolation of voice and instruments can be installed on a client's own server or utilized via LaLaLay's infrastructure. The LaLaLay team is planning to continue creating new opportunities for sound professionals and creative people around the world while keeping the bar high for stem separation quality. Don't just trust their word for it. See for yourself. Compare the quality of isolated tracks extracted with LaLaLay against other services. New users can try out the functionality of LaLaLay online by splitting up to 10 minutes of tracks for free. Visit LaLaLay. That's L-A-L-A-L dot A-I and start separating stems today. I'm recording this a couple of days before Fish makes their triumphant return to Madison Square Garden in New York City. The band will be making up their New Year's Eve run that was postponed due to concerns over COVID-19 variants. So if you're listening to this on the day the episode comes out, that means Fish played the first of four shows last night, Wednesday, April 20th. 
It also means I'm on my way to meet up with most of Team Jambase to go to the show tonight. And needless to say, I'm pretty stoked. You can find out what happened at Fish's 420 show at MSG by visiting Jambase's Fish the Skinny Hub. There you can get a link to the recap of last night's show, written by Jambase's own Scott Bernstein, as well as keep track of what else goes down at MSG. Jambase's Fish the Skinny Hub also gives a snapshot of each concert, featuring the setlist and a statistical overview highlighting the longest song, biggest bust out, and much more. Visit Jambase's Fish the Skinny Hub for links to the Jambase live video archive of videos from the shows, as well as official audio releases. And you can dig into past Fish shows dating all the way back to 2015. Jambase's Fish the Skinny Hub will also be updating regularly when Fish hits the road on their spring and summer tour 2022. Jambase is where you want to look for information regarding tour date announcements. New opportunities to go see live music are popping up all the time, and Jambase has you covered whenever new shows and tours are announced. Bob Dylan, Widespread Panic, ZZ Top, Keller Williams, the Avett Brothers, Wiz Khalifa and Logic, and Wu-Tang Clan with Nas are just a few of the many tour dates recently added to Jambase. And don't forget to explore the Jambase Festival Guide and solidify your plans to go see live music this summer and beyond. All right, let's get to my interview with Mike and Nelson. Micah records under the moniker Particle Kid, which was bestowed upon him by his father, legendary country musician Willie Nelson. It's a pretty funny story about how Willie was intending to call him the prodigal son. Micah's new album, Time Capsule, is an impressive 26-track collection that was recorded over the past five or six years. Micah talked to me about the various locations the album was recorded at, from hotel laptop sessions to full-fledged professional recording studios. Micah told me about his songwriting process, and how the theme of time trickled into the project, We talked about the concept of an album being like a time capsule, and how he viewed the new record as a representation of a specific period of time. Time Capsule features several special guests, and Mike explained his desire to work with the many talented musicians that contributed to the new Particle Kid album. The album features Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Jr., Jim James of My Morning Jacket, Margot Price, Jeremy Ivey, Sonny War, Sean Ono Lennon, Mickey Raphael, Paul Bushnell, and others, some of whom you'll hear us talk about. Willie Nelson also appears on Time Capsule, and Micah recalled the special moments getting to record with his father. Those sessions took place during the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, when Micah and his family were locked down together in Texas. Micah said that that experience, though during uncertain times, was particularly special for the family to be together without any work commitments. And that echoed what his brother Lucas Nelson told me last year in an interview for the Jambase podcast. The interview with Micah also touched on his plans for 2022 touring, performing with the Flaming Lips, and much, much more. Now here's my chat with Micah Nelson, which will lead into With Someone Else's Dream, featuring Jay Maskus, Sonny War, and Paul Bushnell, from the new Particle Kid album, Time Capsule. Some say life's nothing but lipping your gums And a lung full of maddening scenes That might be true in some other Don't paralyze me In 
right, so this is for the Jam Bass Podcast. I'm, uh, I'm here with Mike and Nelson, and we're going to talk about the new Particle Kid album, Time Capsule, that comes out on April 22nd. Um, it's a sprawling 26-track, dense and expensive, expansive album, but I also find it quite inviting and accessible, and it, and it presents itself as, as, as quite a whole piece of music. Was that something that you considered when you were starting out to, to make the album? Um, I no, I didn't really consider anything. <laughs> other yeah, than, all right. Uh, this sounds cool, and then hit record, and uh, you know, it, it it's years in the making. Um, you know, when I started recording a bunch of these songs, I didn't even know if they would ever come out or be on an album or be on an EP. There was there was a moment where I I thought, um. Uh, making like a few different EPs where I thought, well, these, these songs, you know, this batch of songs kind of sounds like it fits together on a something. And then this batch of a few songs kind of sounds like it's coming from this place and it could live on the same release. And I was thinking of it as a, a few different EP releases to try and, you know, have some semblance of cohesiveness. And then when the pandemic hit, and everyone didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I thought, well, I just want to get all this stuff out. You know, maybe I won't survive this thing and <laughs> to share this music. And I don't really care if it's sounds like um, it's not part of the same album. I don't think anybody else really cares either. Um, you know, it's like, I think, most people consume music these days uh, via streaming or they hear a single or they, you know, mm -hmm. albums aren't really what they used to be um, unless you're a established artist already and you're, but I don't, I wasn't even thinking about that really. I just, I wanted to get it out all at once because I was already writing new stuff and even in, in normal times, you know, you put an album together and it, it just, to me, it takes forever for it to finally get out. And by then I'm not even thinking about those songs really anymore. I'm on to the next two albums and it, yeah. I'm pretty impatient with that, but I understand the process. And if you want it to be heard, you know, your people have to set it up so that when it does come out, it doesn't, you know, just disappear into the into the noise. Um, I understand that, but I, I, I guess I wanted to, um, I wanted to sort of start fresh and, and I had all this music that I'd recorded over the past, you know, five or six years that I thought was pretty good. And if you wait too long, it'll never come out, you know, it'll just sit around and when you're dead, they'll release the unreleased. <laughs> I'm like, man, I want to, I want to put this out. So that's really what I, I was thinking about. And then also just wanted to get as many of my friends on it as I possibly could. Um, you know, I didn't really think about whether, you know, what kind of album is this? What kind of artist should I get on this? I just wanted to connect with people and, and uh, stay connected with my friends and, and collaborating on songs and music is just how I've, always like to do that so yeah i want 
Oh, sorry. I want to talk to you about the guests, but I, I want to get back to this idea of having sort of the separate releases or doing different EPs. When you decided against that idea and to do it all at one, I guess, how far along was the idea of the different releases? And then did they all kind of get Lego together or did you then take all the songs and kind of rearrange them and mash them all back in different orders? Um, well, I was still making music um, even when when COVID started, you know, um, mm -hmm. like quarantined in the studio for a, a few days with Tony and Aaron. And um, we were down, we were in Austin because we were going to be doing, we were about to do the luck reunion that year, which got canceled last minute. <clears throat> um, this was March of 2020. Um, and right when it all was starting. Yeah. We we're yeah. like, oh, go down to Austin a week early. We'll, we'll record some stuff and, uh, <laughs> and, and then we'll play the show. And, and I had to be like, yo, you guys are, you got to fly home. You know, like, I don't know if you're going to be able to fly home if you don't fly home now. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, I flew the band home early It cut the session a bit short, but we were able to, we recorded, um, we recorded, what did we do? Uh, we did a handful of songs from the record and, uh, a lot of it was like so rushed, but it was, it was kind of great. Like Velociraptor, that song, mm -hmm. that was like the first time we'd ever played it as a band. You know, I think like the second take is is the one on the record that's the first and only take that we did in the studio wow and, you know it was just like i just wanted to get it down and just keep getting as much as we could i wasn't thinking about perfecting anything um because i didn't know if we'd get another chance or when or so um there was this sense of uh urgency there and i think it was around that time i started thinking about you know, all the music we record is like this time capsule. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's, that's when I got this idea that like, Oh, you know what? Why don't I just put it all into a time capsule? You know, instead of thinking of it as an album, it's just this collection of memories and artifacts from my life and history and, uh, 
and 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 that's that's cool you know why not i mean they're already kind of like you know our songs that we hear they 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 they're like time travel you know they're probably the closest mm-hmm. thing we have you know they link us to memories and all of the art we create and the things that we tangibly leave behind they're they're like you know albums and things we release as these bodies of work they're like these time capsules capture moments and yeah. and so so that was when it, it wasn't till kind of the end of of uh actually I, you know that wasn't the end because after after that all happened we were all in quarantine i was still writing and recording stuff you know at home mm-hmm. and, uh and then i think one of the songs it was like july the fourth of july um there's a song on the record called king of ashes and uh the t- the version on the album is a live take from the Fourth of July virtual Fourth of July picnic thing that we did oh, right. at the house in the desert, um, and we kind of added some things and cut up some things and edited things, but it's the live take we recorded at Tony's house. Um, so yeah, all of that year, uh, I was I was recording and and even maybe a little bit last year. Um, so it, it, it bled into, um, the, the years after the, the pandemic had, had started. And, uh, um, but that was the moment I remember, oh, okay. Instead of releasing it as these separate EPs, I'll just stick it all into a time capsule. And then, you know, the idea of vinyl also was like, well, you know, people don't have any money. We don't have any <laughs> Like, what, why are we going to make vinyl if no one's going to, we don't know if anyone will buy it. And like, that's before you knew about the supply chain issues. <laughs> that was before that. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, you know, one of the things that um, I, I'd been working a lot with, uh, I'd been growing hemp and um, using it to make hempcrete and um, twine and, uh, you know, just industrial things that I was using. And, uh, I thought, well, fuck vinyl. Let's, let's make time capsules, you know, let's make yeah. some actual time capsules. That's way cooler. I'll make them out of hempcrete. We'll have a little thumb drive. That's got all the music and everything. And, uh, I'll put some of my hemp seeds in there and I'll put a ticket to the concert 20 years from now. You know, I was like, I think that's so cool. Long form time based art experiment. You know, we'll, we'll make it like that, you know? fuck vinyl, fuck albums, who cares? Nobody, you know, like there, it, it takes forever anyway. And unless, you know, you know, I, I like what Jack White's asking the record companies to do. It's like, Hey, this is not, oh, a yeah. you know, like we, we need to build this infrastructure again so that up and coming bands can make some money and their fans, they will buy their vinyl records because they want to support them, but not if it takes seven years to make a vinyl record mm-hmm. um, so um so yeah that's that's where that whole idea came from was was that moment yeah so you were pretty hands-on with coming up with the concept of the actual time capsule these limited edition i think there's there's 20 of them right yeah yeah and, and what do you think will 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 people take, I guess, how would somebody get that? And, and what, what do you expect them to, 
to do with that as a, a beyond sort of um, it being maybe a substitute for the record? Um, well, you can do whatever they can do whatever they want with it. Um, one thing that I I think is a really cool idea is um, writing a letter to yourself. Okay. In the future, uh, actually, I made a couple of time capsules for my my two godsons, and um, for Christmas I gave them to them. And uh, <clears throat> inside, I had these postcards, so they could write a letter to their future self. You know, that's, that's neat. I just, I think that's something that I, I try to do every, every moment that I'm alive, you know, it's like, yeah, you you know, with this action that I'm taking now, what is that? How is that informing my, my future self? You know, my, my higher self, is that leading me towards that person and, um, or the person that I, I want to be in the future? whoever that is for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so to, to kind of actively write a letter to yourself to then be, uh, reflected on in in 20 years, I think it's almost like this little ritual. That's, it's like a intentional divination or something where you, Mm -hmm. I think something about that maybe physiologically will help remind us of like, you know, don't give up, stay on this, whatever your dream is, whatever you want to be in the future, you promised yourself, you know, so whatever comes your way and, you know, we change and everything, but that, that's another interesting thing about it. It's like, you know, 20 years from now, you might open your time capsule and read, read your, your dreams and like what, you know, you wanted to say to yourself and just, just laugh because, you know, man, I was such a different person back then, you know, I, I left, this is my priorities back then were, um, where the world has changed and the world has changed. It's just like this, it's a, it's a, it's a psychedelic experiment. That's what it is. So when the, when the time capsule concept kind of took hold and you were still completing the record, did, did the concept of time itself start? influencing the either the the sounds or the lyrics of of the album the themes of the album i think so i think they did um even maybe unconsciously Mm -hmm. definitely it seems like at times you're trying to touch on different genres even maybe different eras of music was that intentional and, and was that informed at all by the by the idea of time no, I, it's just one of those things that um, I think unconsciously happens when when you're working from the subconscious um, and you're not thinking too much about it. Like I think those synchronistic conceptual things fall into place. Um, I just love music from all different kind of times and places, mm-hmm. and so all those different influences come through and uh, that's just, I don't know. That's just how I am. So it, it, it unfolded that way. And then you mentioned, you know, the songs have started and you've worked on them. Some of them over the past several years, five or six years now. 
and I, I think you recorded them in different places too, right? I, I, I assume you had to have, right? And, and using different technology and equipment. Yeah. Um, everything from, you know, a really nice professional studio with great outboard gear and analog stuff and mm-hmm. um, everything from, from that to like a four track, you know, in my bedroom to a laptop in a hotel room with a little tiny, you know, digital preamp thing and mm-hmm. like kind of whatever I, I could get my hands on. Cause one of the things that happens to me is I'll, I'll have an idea and I need to get it down the second I have it. So I don't forget it. And sometimes I go and redo it in a studio setting where I can get some high fidelity and, you know, um, but, but so often I get this demo-itis where it's like, man, it doesn't really have the spirit of that original fresh thing. And I just love the, the quality of, of the original recording, even if it was on a phone or a, a four-track cassette. And um, a lot of the stuff on this record is, is like the complete range of fidelity that you could imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's just, I think that adds to the multidimensionality and the, the sprawling sort of feeling of it. But at the same time, there's, there is a cohesive sound across it. Was that difficult to achieve bringing in the different component parts? I, I don't know. I, was it, I was, was there, a, is there a cohesiveness to it? I, I, I mean, I just so, don't think it, like, I guess my point is, is that like you, it, it's not necessarily completely uh, obvious. Like, Oh, this was recorded in your bedroom. This was recorded in a professional studio. This was on a task cam or whatever, like across it, it, it does kind of all start to, to sound like it, it could have been one session. And, <laughs> and that to me is impressive knowing that they all came from disparate places. Yeah. See, I, that's good to hear. I mean, that was part of the goal was like, okay, this, this should feel like the same album, uh, you know, in the same way that, you know, like a, a sketchbook might have a bunch of different mediums in it, you know, Mm -hmm. from pencil and scratchy ink to like watercolors or markers or whatever, but it should feel like the same person's journal. Um, and, uh, I think, I mean, there's, there's text, sorry to interrupt, but there's textures, you know, but, but again, it's not like, um, drastic from one to the next. And I think what you're describing is it's like, it does all sound like it came from the same scrapbook, but it may have been used with, you know, different mediums, but it does sound like it's the same artist and the same work of art. I, I was, I think I was banking on my voice being okay. Thing that sort of cohesively glues everything together um and it does sound familiar throughout i see that yeah Yeah. i think that that helped um mastering probably helped um uh the lodge mastered it um did great work you know i i think maybe also the revisiting this um there's a kind of time capsule theme um this weird little loop that i made that I imagine the capsule floating through space, you know, infinitely in like 2001 void or beyond space time and, and kind of 
revisiting that every now and then as these sort of plot points almost. And, um, and then there's these interludes that are these sort of sound collages capturing different moments. Um, are those the cassette, the, the yeah, title cassette some, titles? Yeah. I did some sort of like trip hop beats and things on the cassette and, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I think the maybe if there's a cohesiveness, it's in the feeling of it all being kind of collaged together throughout. Yeah. You know, it's like in the same way that you look at a collage and it's like totally different stuff going on, but the whole thing is a collage. And so you expect there to be, you know, juxtaposed imagery happening. But but all together making up a whole that that tells a story. Yeah, yeah. And I, the story was un, unconscious. You know, if there's a narrative in there, if there's some kind of theme other than time, you know, but time is such a universal theme. And, and I think the interesting thing about our brains is we'll sort of, all we need is a few breadcrumbs and we'll, we'll fill in the rest with our, our brain, you know, it's like designed to, to fill in gaps and make associations and patterns that aren't really there right. half the time, you know, we, we make them there with our imagination. And, uh, so there's probably some of that going on too, which is, which is great. Um, that's, that's one of my favorite things about the medium of music, which is so abstract, you know, our brain is constantly filling in these voids with, with imagination and imagery that we just unconsciously concoct. Um, I, I try to leave room for that to happen in everything I do as much as I can. So were those interludes, the, the, the time capsule themes and the cassette parts, were those infused sort of after the fact to, to, to tie things together, or did you have those as part of the process early on? I think it started to happen. Um, I think the ideas to do that started forming probably not long after I decided to put everything into a time capsule mm -hmm. um, and thinking about, okay, well, I don't want it to just be like song after song, you know, this yeah. song ends and then this completely different type of song starts and, you know, how, how can it all flow together and feel kind of like one long song? Like it's mm -hmm. all, you know, um, so, so that was when I started taking all the tracks and sequencing them together, I think, I think the uh, these interludes started uh, becoming more prominent. They were there for a while, the idea of them, or maybe I had some pieces that weren't long enough to be real songs on the album, but I wanted to include them because I, th I just, the memory of it, it mm -hmm. felt like it fit into the side of the time capsule. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess it, they started becoming almost like uh, glue or like nails, you know, uh, in, in the house. 
where it it uh, it helped sequence things and and feel more like a journey that continues forever and and never really ends. Um, yeah, I think that also plays back into what we were talking about a minute ago of the sort of overhall feel the of the of the album that it doesn't that there are disparate parts but that there is a connective tissue throughout and i think th- those things do a very nice job of 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 bringing it all together but not being um heavy-handed in doing so thanks So we've we've mentioned that you had some guests involved in the album. Um, at, at what point in the process did you decide that you wanted to have? I mean, you mentioned there are a lot of your friends and, and family involved. Um, a lot of it happened pretty organically and just naturally, of like, you know, having friends who are also artists and like, let's do something together. Yeah, let's make a cool thing together. And then some of it. Um, I mean, it, it was all organic um, in the sense that it was like, oh, I really like this artist. And, you know, like some of, some of them I, I didn't really even know, like um, the Lovely Eggs. I, I hadn't met them. I just saw, on, you know, my name come up in one of their interviews and they oh, were yeah. talking about how they liked my music. And so I checked them out and I'm like, wow, they're awesome. I love this band. Um, and I, I think we connected and we were like, let's do something together. So months later, I had written this song and I thought, oh, maybe, maybe Holly and, and you know, the lovely eggs would want to, would hear something cool on this. And so I sent it to them and, you know, that, then we have, uh, the track they did, which is great. Um, and, uh. Yeah, I mean, every every scenario was kind of different, um, but all of it was coming from this place of like, either I I want to connect with my friends and stay connected with them through music, or I really like this artist. I wonder if they would want to collaborate. Um, but. Um, so is that the case with, with Jim James from my morning jacket? How, how did that collaboration come about? Yeah. I, well, I had known Jim for a while. We had been friends for a while. And, uh, during that March quarantine session, uh, studio session, we recorded that song, uh, all one day shadow of the sun, just me and Tony and Aaron. And, um, April was, coming around and uh i was just texting with jim and we were everyone was all quarantined and stuff and we were just talking about our mental health and and everything and mm-hmm. um jim and i and my dad all share birthdays around the same time at the end of april and uh and this song all one day 
shadow of the sun. It's it's like it's kind of this idea of uh, you know how days and nights are are totally relative, you know, to living a sphere that's orbiting a light source, and and there really aren't any days or nights, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all one day. It's all the same day. Your whole life is your birthday, you know. Yep. And it just gets light and dark. <laughs> light and dark sometimes. And, and yeah. that even then, you know, it depends on where you are in the planet, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Daytime all the time if you wanted to just fly around. Um, but um, so so I, I thought, well, that would be a cool song to collaborate with, with Jim on. You have him sing a verse and, um, you know, uh, give him something to focus on creatively for both of us. Mm-hmm to get away from ourselves and, and just the situation we were in. It's like, let's, let's focus our energy on something creative and positive. Um, and then, and then my dad, you know, one of the cool things about being quarantined was usually, uh, my whole family's all over the place. You know, we're each got our bands and we're touring and we barely, you know, unless we're, playing together on tour yeah. or it's holiday or something. We don't really see each other much. And this was the first time we were together for, you know, two months straight or three months or whatever it was. Um, and had nothing really else to do, but go into the studio and record music. So, uh, my dad's birthday being around the same time as me and Jim, I thought, Oh, maybe he'll, he'll want to sing on this too. And uh, so it, it all just worked out beautifully. It's so cool to hear the two of them on the same track. And I actually interviewed your brother, Lucas, and he talked about that same time and, and said similar things about it being special for you and your family. And it, it seems like a silver lining d- d- for despite, you know, all the, all the issues yeah. that came about. Yeah, definitely. Happy birthday, everyone. get going here pretty soon i i do want to ask uh so you're you you're touring with the flaming lips you got a few more shows coming up with them right yeah yeah we're we're uh doing the west coast this time yeah how how is it being out with that circus every night it's the best uh, it's got it's got to be wild right like that they, they put on such an, an extravaganza night in and night out oh yeah every every show uh is like 
you know, the party at the end of the world. It's like this, this, you know, it's very much embodying the reality that it's like, this could be the last show we ever play, you know, all we have is now. And so there's, there's never been a half-assed phoned in flaming lips show, you know, no doubt, no doubt that's always inspiring for anybody. And, uh, we sure. definitely, I think, push each other, you know, uh, yeah. in good ways. Are, are you playing the new songs? Yeah. Uh, we have a few of the new songs in our, in our set and, uh, the lips are so cool, uh, and supportive of us and they let us use their giant led screen. So oh, sick. When we go out with them. We, I, my wife, Alex, she does our visuals and, so she takes cool my animations and stuff we've both made and and um she projects it gigantically behind the band and it, it looks awesome and it sounds awesome and uh and then i i usually go up and play uh with the lips right. on that song we did uh, will you return from american head right right us uh, on uh, we do a cover of a pyramid song the radiohead song and steve okay. plays his synthesizer on it that's cool great uh and uh who's playing with you who's, who's in your band uh currently my band is tony peluso on drums uh, and, and we've mentioned tony a couple times to today i just want to give him a shout a proper shout out <laughs> tony tony one time peluso <laughs> he's a great drummer, longtime friend, and uh, he and I played in the band uh, Insects versus Robots for a long, long time. Right. Okay. Uh, Milo Gonzalez, the uh, contortionist and lead guitarist from Insects versus Robots, is is a uh, playing in Particle Kid currently, and then um, Aaron Davis, uh, one of the greatest, most glowing human beings i've met and and just all around super talented musician just amazing energy on stage and off stage um he's just a, a gift to music and to the world and uh he's on bass and backup vocals but he's you know he plays guitar drums he he writes great songs and uh, he's got his own project uh that's fantastic i've played a little bit on his stuff um so it's a really it's a really fun group um we got dan peterson doing our sound our house sound really great sound guy um we have uh my wife alex doing our visuals and big love uh, for the crew yeah doesn't get done without the crew it's a solid crew we got kelsey day she's helping with uh 
everything <laughs> really, but uh, yeah. she handles, handles the merch. Um, and you know, we all go out to the merch table and hang out and say, Hey, after the show, it's, it's just, cool. it's a good time. And it's, you know, to watch the lips, it's, looks and sounds way better out there no doubt we'll be sure to get there early for those shows and and also so are you going to be playing with with your dad's band this summer on the outlaw tour at all yeah i'll be playing a lot with him um playing in his band um it's looking like article kid might not be able to do uh a set at the outlaw tour until the september october run okay um but um, I'll still be out there with my dad supporting him. Great. Well, give my best to your dad and your brother. And my condolences uh, on, on the loss of your aunt, Bobby. I'm sorry about that. The, the, she seemed like quite a remarkable woman. That is quite a remarkable understatement. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Well, my condolences and best of luck to you for the rest of the year. Good luck with the album, Particle Kid, Time Capsule. comes out April 22nd. It's terrific. Um, I, I encourage everyone out there listening to check it out. Thanks Thank for your man. time today, Micah. All right, man. All right. Take, it Take care. If they weren't afraid, none of this would seem brave. Do as I say, but don't be a slave. Born Sunday morning, die Saturday night. the end of this episode of the jam based podcast thanks as always to each and every one of you out there for listening thanks also to our sponsors la la lay and section 119 this episode was produced by jake alexander thanks jake we'll be back next week with another episode of the jam based podcast in the meantime stay safe out there go see live music